Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Last Sunday in New York City, a huge march wound its way through the city during the United Nations Summit on Climate Change. Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, began on Wednesday evening. Hard on its heels is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, beginning this coming Thursday. On Saturday, our Catholic friends will be celebrating the feast day of St. Francis. This is one of those rich confluences of holidays that Unitarian Universalists love. Alexander Pope wrote, for fear fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Here goes. Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, is followed by 10 days of reflection, remorse, confession, and repentance. My favorite word associated with these days of awe is the Hebrew word teshuva, meaning turning. It comes from the idea that to sin is to turn away from God, and to atone is to turn back. The manual entitled Preparing Your Heart for the High Holy Days says teshuva means turning from who we were into someone different, someone who behaves differently. It means envisioning ourselves returning to an earlier situation, but making another choice this time, doing it differently. Teshuva means to right old wrongs and move forward in joy. The holiest of high holy days concludes the day of awe, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. The etch-a-sketch of life gets a good shake and the screen is cleaned. We begin again. Artist and poet Judy Chicago writes, and everywhere shall be called Eden once again. So we have this wonderful opportunity now to consider deeply the meanings of teshuva and atonement in our lives and to think about the power of forgiveness, including forgiving ourselves and starting over. In honor of the feast day of St. Francis, here is a new true story about Teshuva, told by author Diane Dunaway Kramer about her grandfather. On his 88th birthday, Papa had blown out the forest of candles and we were sitting around the family dinner table eating his favorite cake, chocolate. And Diane said in a playful tone, well, Papa, so tell us what you've learned in the past 88 years. Papa looked up and seemed to consider the answer before saying, seriously, well, I'll tell you, I've missed out on a lot that I could have had. And I have nobody to blame but myself. The room grew very quiet. When I was a kid growing up in St. Louis, I had a lot of trouble. I was small for my age, 
and at 12, I was working after school. On payday, the rough kids in the neighborhood would always try to chase me down so they could beat me up and take my money. As time went on and they got older and meaner, I thought that one day they would kill me, and I was always scared everywhere I went. But then everything changed. I'll never forget it. One dark day in November, a big black dog, mostly Labrador, wandered into our house through an open back door. The poor guy seemed to be starving. I fed him and got my mom to let him stay. The next day, Shadow, that's the name I gave him, followed me to school and waited outside until I got out. And then after school, he followed me to my job at the biscuit factory. And he waited there, too. And when those guys showed up, boy, they had a big surprise. You should have seen their eyes when they started chasing me and then saw Shadow. That dog turned around and bit the biggest one, and they all ran away. And after that, they never bothered me if Shadow was along. And believe me, Shadow went everywhere I did. On Sundays, we'd swim together in a creek outside town. I'd spend hours throwing sticks into the water, and Shadow wouldn't rest until he'd found the exact one I'd thrown and brought it back, proud as he could be. And then we'd fall asleep on the bank of the river, bank of the creek, under the willow trees, my head on his chest. It's a wonderful story, Papa's daughter Audrey said, before adding with a note of bewilderment, but in all these years, you have never mentioned having a dog. And you always told us you didn't want one. Papa nodded, cocking a bushy gray eyebrow. Well, I guess that's because of what happened next. Shadow was with me 15 years, until I was in my 20s, and we were in the Great Depression. I was working long hours at three jobs. It was winter, but I still left a window in the hallway open to let Shadow come in and out when he wanted. And all I can figure is that he must have jumped out, and he was just too old or too cold to jump back in. And I was always so tired at night, I just didn't wake up. And he stayed out all night, and he died the next day. I was so angry at myself. My best friend who had saved me and given so much to my life was gone. It just tore me up. Papa spoke slowly. I never got over him. I felt so bad. I made a promise to myself that I'd never get another dog as long as I lived. And I never did. Everyone was silent. And finally, Audrey said, Papa, that's heartbreaking. And he slapped a hand on the table, but that's just it, he said. It did break my heart. I never told it or even wanted to think about it because my heart was broken. And that's just what I'm trying to tell you, he said. Life goes on, and that promise that I kept was just plain foolish. I've messed out on loving another dog all these years because I was afraid to love and lose again. So I lost out. It was the dumbest mistake I ever made. Teshuvah, turning, 
and the power of forgiveness and starting over. Papa's children and grandchildren reflected on his 88th birthday confession and they didn't take long to decide he'd punished himself enough. So not long afterwards, they surprised him with a late birthday present, a wriggling black lab puppy. Papa received the gift, that gift of forgiveness, with great joy. As his smiling face was licked again and again, he pronounced it love at first sight and said he felt as if Shadow had been resurrected. Beloved spiritual companions, who among us does not have a shadow in our past? These days of awe invite us to teshuva, making a spiritual practice of righting wrongs and moving forward in joy. Let's remember Papa and Shadow and the puppy. Let's not wait until our 88th birthdays to turn, atone, and forgive ourselves and others. Let us begin again in love. In closing, here is Sousa Silvermarie's poem, A Thousand Years of Healing. From whence my hope, I cannot say, except it grows in the cells of my skin, in the envelope of mysteries it hums. In this sheath so akin to the surface of earth, it whispers. Beneath the wail and dissonance of the world, hope's song grows, until I know that this turning, this turning, with this turning, we put to rest a broken age. We who are now alive at such a cusp now usher in 1,000 years of healing. Winged ones and four-legged, grassed and mountains and each tree, all the swimming creatures, even we, wary two-legged, hum and call and create the changing song. We remake all our relations. We convert our minds to the earth. In this turning time, we finally learn to chime and blend, attune our voices, sing the vision of the great magic we move within. We begin the new habit, getting up glad for a thousand years of healing. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website ASCBoston.org.